Hi, this is David Shoemaker, and I'd like to welcome you to Living Thelema. Now, if you've been listening to my previous podcasts, um, there's no doubt you've noted that a lot of the material I've presented uh, has touched on the various aspects of the AA curriculum. There have been episodes focusing on some of the ritual foundations. There have been episodes on meditation and pranayama, um, certainly the important episodes um, dealing in one way or another with true will or the knowledge and conversation of the Holy Guardian Angel. But what I'm going to attempt to do here in this episode and in the next episode as a two-part series is to weave together these disparate parts of the AA training system in such a way that when I'm done, I hope you will have um, a better sense of why these tasks and tools and methods are arranged the way they are, why they uh, unfold in a certain manner across the outer order uh, grades, the GD grades of AA, why they lead you towards knowledge and conversation of the Holy Guardian Angel. Um, because there is a technology here. There is a real technology that tends to get talked about in terms of a grade-by-grade -grade analysis of, you know, here's what you're doing in, in Malkuth and why that's know, earth-related, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we'll touch on that, but I, I want to get beyond that a little bit and maybe shift focus so that we're talking about the work of AA in terms of the type of training that's occurring uh, along the way. Now, um, the way I'm going to discuss this is that I've, I've broken down the work of the AA below Tefereth into uh, five training tracks essentially five sets of different tools, different kinds of tools that are going to work together to bring you towards knowledge and conversation. Um, now, these five tracks unfold concurrently across the first order grades. Um, this isn't going to be, uh, primarily, this isn't going to be a matter of, um, you know, one track going with each grade. That's that's what I'm trying to get away from a little bit in, in this way of discussing the tasks. Um, so let me list out these five tracks as, as I'm presenting them, and then I'll go into detail about each one of them uh, one at a time, and uh, we'll do that over the course of this episode and the next. So the five training tracks um, are track one, uh, what I'm calling the development of magical skills and techniques. Track two is the training of the mind to focus, to empty, to become and remain receptive. Track three is stimulation uh, and activation of chakras and the raising of kundalini. Track four is the devotional practices, the bhakti yoga aspect of the AA training. And track five is what I call um, broadly the balancing of the psychomagical constitution. And believe me, I'll go into a lot more detail about these, but I just wanted to list them out for you first, and uh, then we'll take them one by one. So before I start with the uh, the breakdown of these, I want to reemphasize that it's, it's really impossible to overemphasize the fact that everything you do in the AA um, below Tefereth, everything leading up to the 5-6 grade, of Adeptus Minor is devoted solely to the accomplishment of the knowledge and conversation of the Holy Guardian Angel. It is so easy to get distracted from this because of the 
diverse nature of all the tasks that are assigned, because of the many traditions that are woven together, um, because of everyone's individual predilections and biases and favorite things to do. Um, it's it's easy to get to, to fall into a rabbit hole and 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 not get the big picture that the whole point is as I said on an earlier podcast, not to be the most powerful magician in the world, but to be yourself, to attain to the knowledge and conversation, to discover thereby um, with certain certainty and uh, power your true will and begin to carry it out. So let's look at the tracks one by one. Uh, track one, again, is the development of magical skill and technique. Now, um, this is going to be worked on from the very earliest stages of the AA, uh, as early as probationer. Um, the probationer is very likely to be experimenting with uh, pretty much a full spectrum of magical techniques, basic ritual forms such as pentagram and hexagram rituals. Uh, uh, but by the time, uh, assuming there's a passage to neophyte and the probationer year is survived, uh, there's going to be... Uh, quite a bit of specific emphasis in neophyte on these classic ritual forms. It's like learning an alphabet. You just have to get this stuff down and, um, and let it form a foundation for everything you do after. So again, pentagram and hexagram forms, uh, lesser and greater, supreme, etc. The neophyte's going to be developing competence with uh, elemental, planetary, and zodiacal rituals, um, really making an astral atlas, so to speak. Um, there may be experimentation with Enochian, although uh, that's specifically assigned later at the, the practicus level. Um, classic Solomonic and uh, Goetic techniques. Um, now, as you may know, what's essentially happening here um, by design in terms of the way Crowley set up the system is that much of the traditional instruction that would have occurred in the Golden Dawn second order is being handed to the neophyte pretty much right out of the gate with, with uh, only the preparation of probationer behind them. Um, so, you know, these skills are really drilled in from the very beginning of the system. Um, but why? And that's the question I'm going to ask over and over at each stage of these talks at each, at each, looking at each track, we're going to over and over again, ask why here, why now, what's the point of training this? It may not be immediately obvious why knowing how to do, um, a pentagram or hexagram ritual correctly, uh, or um, uh, you know any of these other techniques, is necessarily at all related to um, the knowledge and conversation. Well, think about it this way: if you can't design a ritual to effectively bring in a, just a fundamental aspect of of nature, like a particular element or a particular planetary influence, if you can't competently design and execute a ritual like that, um, and f to make yourself an adequate vessel for the invocation and channeling and direction of a particular force that is as foundational as one of these that I've listed here, how in the world can you design the the biggest ritual of your life? You know, the 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 ultimate uh, ritual of invocation of your own holy guardian angel if you if you don't have down these these basics so an individual style of ritual learning a you know a classic pentagram or hexagram uh, ritual form in itself is really inconsequential but as a tool for developing your capacity 
to invoke, maintain, safely contain, and direct magical force, it's invaluable. So that's why. That's why. And of course, all these physical rituals, you know, have a Malkuth correspondence as well. Now also at Neophyte, this is still track one in terms of the development of magical skills and techniques. Also at Neophyte, uh, we have uh, the aspirant tested on mastery of the astral plane. Um, essentially subscribing techniques, uh, being tested with an unknown symbol, and um, proving that you have developed adequate facility with the body of light in order to have sensitivity to these, these uh, astral realms. Now, um, why? Well, as I've touched on a couple places, your ability to speak the language of symbol, which is the nature of the astral world, the nature of mind itself, um, is directly related to your building capacity to receive consciously the impulses and communications uh, from the Holy Guardian Angel. While initially in the path of, of the aspirant, these impulses will likely be more or less subconscious, speaking through dreams and intuition and intuitive flashes of various kinds. The more consciously you can speak and understand this language, the closer you are drawing near towards conscious um, communication with the angel at will, which is pretty much the definition of knowledge and conversation. So that's that's the continuing work uh, of track one at Neophyte in terms of the astral plane, and that's why it's there. Um, now the practicus moves on to do some work with divination. Um, again, why? What's the point of this? How is how is divination at all connected to knowledge and conversation? So you can effectively get a reading from a tarot deck or the I Ching. So what? You know, what does that do? Well, think about what divination is. Divination is, a, again, a form of you tuning in the conscious mind to receive subtle impressions from a set of symbols. Um, and I reiterate, you know, if, if, you, if you can't sit down with a set of simple universal symbols like the tarot or the I Ching and get something meaningful out of it, how can you possibly hope to tune into the um, very, very subtle impressions that will be coming to you um, at this stage of training from the Holy Guardian Angel? How can you build that kind of radar with that level of sensitivity if you can't do something more fundamental and basic just like reading a, you know, a, a tarot reading? So um, so that's why. You build the capacity of the conscious mind to be receptive to subtle impressions from subconsciousness and from symbol sets. The philosophist um, begins to work and, and should uh, master evocation um, and working with talismans. Okay, why? How is this leading towards knowledge and conversation? Well, evocation... Think about what evocation is. Evocation is the ability to externalize magical force particularized to um, a specific type of energy, 
that is of your choosing, you know, a particular spirit that you want to appear in a triangle is going to be a condensation, a manifestation, an externalization of a specific idea, force, concept. Whether you see it as psychological or whether you see it as an, an actual external entity, you've still got to have something uh, concrete in front of you that you're interacting with. Um, now this is strengthening the muscles that will allow you to interact most compellingly and vibrantly and effectively with the Holy Guardian Angel when the time is right. Um, I'm not saying that the nature of knowledge and conversation will be exactly the same as if you're just talking to a spirit of, uh, you know, your average uh, goetic spirit that you've evoked into a triangle. But I am saying that the the muscles that are trained by perfecting the skills of evocation will be directly applicable to the eventual knowledge and conversation working. Furthermore, talismans uh, are here to be worked with for a, a very specific reason related to knowledge and conversation, and that is related to the nature of a talisman. Uh, this is a physical object that is imbued with a specific force of your determination. If you can competently um, design and consecrate a talisman so that you have become a channel of a specific force into a specific object that can hold that power and, um, and be of use to you, well, there's a muscle that's going to be useful with knowledge and conversation because what are you if not a talisman of the force of your angel? Your entire life, your very being, not just your physical body, but your very ongoing living process uh, is a talisman of the nature of your angel, of the, the voice of your angel, which is your true will. So if you can't uh, imbue a talisman with a specific force like, hey, I want to make a mercury talisman, if you can't do that, how can you possibly make your entire being consciously a talisman of the influence of your angel? So again, it's here for a reason. These training tools are not just a grab bag of classical techniques. So that's track one, the development of magical skills and techniques. And I think uh, you can see from the way I've uh, talked through these that they really do each contribute something um, very specific uh, to towards knowledge and conversation. These muscles are being developed in a, a very uh, planful way in this system. So let's move on to track two, which is the training of the mind to focus, to empty, to become and remain receptive. You might add to expand to that list. Now, here's another set of tasks that's very likely to be um, experimented with from the beginning, from probationer. Um, while you can pretty much pick whatever you like as a probationer, it's very common to, uh, and, and important, I think, to have some exposure to the basics of uh, asana and dharana, concentration practices, um, and Duran is what I want to focus on here, that even the probationer is beginning to develop skill instilling the mind, focusing the mind, um, allowing the mind to become and remain receptive to the subtle impressions uh, through um, reflective meditations where you might be um, honing your skill at uh, uh, 
um, deepening your understanding of important Thelemic concepts, uh, study of holy books, uh, trying to uh, deepen and broaden your mind's ability to grasp these, these subtle ideas. And why is this here? Why is this so important from the beginning? Well, perhaps this one's pretty self-evident. If you can't get your mind to be quiet, if you can't still the flurry of everyday thought um, and allow your mind to become receptive to subtle impulses, for something as simple as uh, meditating on a verse from the Book of the Law or attempting to hold your concentration on a red triangle, if you can't do that, how can you possibly get your mind to be still enough and free from workaday concerns and, and all of that for the ultimate meditation on the knowledge and conversation? It's an essential muscle and it's got to be there. Um, the practices of meditation continue, of course, um, across the, the GD grades, climaxing with Dominus Luminous. Um, this happens in stages, but uh, as I've touched on before, you have Liber Turis, for example, um, practiced uh, in the Practicus and Philosophus grades. That's the one where you're um, practicing the, uh, the destruction of thought at its, at its uh, point of origin in the brain. Um, Liber Yod for the Dominus Luminous, uh, brings, is literally bringing everything to a point, um, the Yod point, uh, the point of single-minded, focused intensity. And, of course, all of this is here in these grades uh, as you're sort of rounding the bend up to, uh, to Fareth, um across uh, the Philosophist grade. All of this is here and entirely consistent with the aim of the Dominus Luminous to harmonize all that has gone before, to aim with one-pointedness to the knowledge and conversation of the Holy Guardian Angel. And um, again, fairly self-evident, if you can't get your mind to focus without distraction on a single point, if you can't bring all of yourself, all that you have found yourself to be, to a point, like a, a, as Crowley describes in one place or another, the, uh, the idea of the additive nature of the vectors of force coming together. And instead of uh, all of these disparate forces kind of aiming out in 12 different directions, you've got all that you are aimed in one direction. That's the essential nature of the dominus luminous grade and um, the muscles of accomplishing that are trained by these uh, practices here in track two, uh, the training of the mind. Finally, um, also in track two, we have the practices of Liber Ugorum. And these are, you know, these are control practices, control of uh, thought, word, and deed, essentially. The practicus uh, is attempting to control speech, the philosophus action, and the dominus luminous thought. Um, can't control your speech in your everyday physical life on the planet? Um, can you make the most perfect invocation for your angel? No. If you can't control action in your everyday life, simple mundane life, can you control your action in 
making the perfect ritual to invoke your angel. No. If you can't control thought in your everyday life, if you can't keep yourself away from a particular kind of thought or draw yourself toward another kind of thought in everyday life, can you, at that supreme moment of focus, direct all that attention one-pointedly to the Holy Guardian Angel? No. So the control practices of Libra Yugorum are uh, more essential muscles here. Okay, so that's track two, the training of the mind. And I'm going to stop here for this episode and continue with the other three tracks on the next episode. That'll be the stimulation of the chakras and the raising of Kundalini, the devotional practices, and the balancing of the psychomagical constitution. Um, that'll take us up through knowledge and conversation. And then at that point, I'm going to attempt to describe the path of the adept across the RC grades in terms of what they do with that knowledge of true will, um, how that path is walked, how the life is transformed, how consciousness is transformed across the RC grades, and um, up to the attainment of the 8 equals 3 grade of Magister Templi. So um, hopefully that will uh, be a little carrot for you to come back next month and hear part two. I hope you've uh, enjoyed some of the discussion today. As always, if you have any questions or comments, I'd love to hear them at livingthelema at me.com for email or uh, on the Facebook page of Living Thelema. Also, please visit livingthelema.com for um, resources and my bio if you're interested. Uh, thanks very much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.